What Are You Made Of? It's Mike C-Rock. Welcome to What Are You Made Of? Every episode of this podcast is centered around building ourselves and the people in our lives to reach our full potential. I hope that the experiences and stories of success from these conversations can give you rocket fuel to reach new heights and help you answer the question, What Are You Made Of? What Are You Made Of? I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get yourself a copy. And subscribe to the What Are You Made Of podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. If you like watching these, it's available on YouTube at my channel, Mike C-Rock Scirocco. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of What Are You Made Of with your boy, the unstoppable Mike C-Rock. I'm in the house. With my man, Bubba Omni. He is a celebrity bodyguard. He's an award-winning celebrity bodyguard. Let me get that right. He's protected the top names in the world. He is also the founder of Bubba's Celebrity Basketball Game. He was also the bodyguard for Grant Cardone 10X Growth Conference. I ran into him down there while I was down there unexpectedly. He's just an all-around great dude. And he also grew up over by my house near Ocean City, Maryland, on Eastern Shore, Maryland. Bubba, welcome to the show, brother. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mike, for having me on here. It's definitely a big honor. And yes, absolutely. We definitely connected at the uh, Growth Con and I'm you know, very grateful for that. You as well are a great person and uh, you do a lot thank to inspire, you. motivate, empower others. So thank you for all that you do as well. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Kind words, kind words. Look, we start the show every time by asking the question, what are you made of? And it can be answered in different ways, but you know, what is your version of the, uh, the answer to your, the question, what are you made of? Yeah, so for me, I'm made of uh, passion. I'm made of many gifts, many blessings. We're all made of those great things. And most importantly, what are you made of isn't just for yourself, but it's the gift that you give on to others as well. It's the service you do to others. So just remember that always. Love it, man. Love it. So you grew up on Eastern Shore, Maryland, right? Yes, correct. Okay. And then so tell us what it was like growing up there. I mean, I was there in college and on, but not when I was younger, but you know, what was growing up like? Absolutely. So, you know, always, you know, played in sports and involved in the community growing up. I started martial arts very young, around 10 or 11 years old, you know, and just, you know, being involved in the community. I, I was involved at a young age. I started working as at a young age and really channeled my inner entrepreneur skills at a young age. Having, you know, I started my own lawn care business. I would go around door to door throughout communities and just get customers and clientele and things of that nature. So, I'm grateful for, you know, always in life, you, you always remember where you come from. And, you know, there's people that help us all along the way at different times. So I'm very grateful for that. And uh, it was definitely a blessing to grow up on the shore and still be involved in the community as well. Yo, what high school? Stephen Decatur, I graduated from okay. there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. That's where my son goes. Awesome, man. And you play football there? No, no, I didn't play football there. I played with like recreation, the parks and things that uh, nature gotcha. and city. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. So then how did you get into bodyguarding? So I started in the security field at 17. I'm sure you remember, Mike, the Dew Tour in Ocean City yeah. uh, that happened a few years right on the beach. Uh, it was a major BMX at concert venue. Right then and there, I started. You know, I was very young. I didn't have much background at all in the security sector. I just had my martial arts training at that point and uh, just took that opportunity and made the most of it. And uh, right away, I was blessed to discover it was my passion, purpose, and true divine calling in life that I had a gift over even protecting people and protecting property that most importantly, in the security field, I can make a difference, you know, and to discover that so young was, was very powerful. And my first bodyguard experience was at 19, uh, again, still very young, just outside of the experience with uh, beginner level entry positions in the security field. I was 
given the opportunity from Vinny Guadagnino from the hit show on MTV. I'm sure we all remember um, the Jersey Shore and just took the most of it, you know, took an opportunity and just confidently went in there and, and made the most of it. Every summer he would come to Ocean City. I would look after him and his entourage, you know, whether they're going out or going to restaurants or things of that nature. And then eventually I find myself in New York. I connected with Cardi B's producer. His name was uh, Swift on Demand. And he was on Love and Hip Hop New York and things of that nature. He had produced for many people. And within a few minutes of meeting him right away, he was like, hey, you know, I want you to be my head of security. I want you to work with me. I want you to be around the music studio. And really, the rest is just history from there. You know, just they won't teach us this at Harvard, Mike, or anywhere, you know, any of these fancy universities. But life is all about people skills. And it truly matters how you treat people. And even as a bodyguard, you have to possess a very strong, critical, soft skill, knowing how to talk to people knowing that your strongest weapons are your mind, your eyes, your mouth, your ears, your heart, you know, those things. And, you know, with those traits, it's carried me very far, even above any of my training or certifications, you know, it's gotten me very far in life. So when you say you connected with him, like, how did that go down? Tell us the story. Yeah. So with Swift, I was uh, friends with a videographer that was doing some work with Swift. And, you know, at first, you know, I kind of just was like, when I would go there, I would never like want to come into the studio. I'll be like, no, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to step on your toes or anything. You go in and do your own thing. Cause that, you know, I was just like more or less just, you know, helping my friend out, get to the music studio, stuff like that. And then I eventually come in, I came in one day cause they're like, you know, bring Bubba in. I want to meet him, this and that. And it was like, I'm in the studio with him. And it was like, you know, just right away we got, it was like the, the perfect connection. You know, he was like, you know, the first day I met him, I started working for him. We went to the mall, to this mall in New Jersey, started bodyguarding him. And uh, just from there, I had, you know, so many connections through him. So many celebrities were coming to that studio, um, you know, Cardi B, Spice, Safari, you know, so many big names and stuff and just kept growing. You know, then I got connections with drivers and transportation companies and armored vehicles and, you know, just it just kept growing and I'm to the point where I am now. So are you self-employed or do you work for an organization or how does that work? So I'm freelance and independent contractor. So I like that because I can pick and choose, you know, kind of where I work, when I work, who I represent. Uh, it gives you a little more freedom and also allows you like with firearms and things of that nature, it allows you more of a clearance with certain things. You're not as restricted. And, uh, you know, I just, I'm appreciative for that, you know, that, you know, I'm able to, to be even at a young age at only 26, I'm able to kind of decipher what I want to take on and, or if I want to subcontract something out, you know, I also have an umbrella a network of people in the U S and abroad through connections and relations of, you know, in the security field. If, even if I don't want to take something on, I can say, Hey, you know, I know somebody that has exactly what you're looking for and they can take it on where I can still monetize off it or be involved in a capacity. And how does someone know when they, they, they're ready to have a bodyguard or they need a bodyguard? Like, is there something that they, uh, like some kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, but sometimes some kind of requirement that like, that's when, you know, I would say, you know, sometimes maybe it's, you know, when somebody's really starting to get professional with their movements, like they got the manager, they got the assistant, they want to have security, you know, when they go into these music labels or they go into these meetings, they want to have a team and they want to be taken seriously. Or it could be they had a negative encounter, something threatening, something they're dealing with harassment or stalkers or whatever it may be that, you know, now they're, they're starting to require that attention, require the protection, you know, to take their life to another standard of safety and, and to keep those around them at, at safe as well. And sometimes you think it's a status thing though, like they do it just to be taken seriously though. 
and like um, maybe yeah, they're so not they don't really need it necessarily but yeah there you know sometimes you're with people like say it's like a business person where not really much of a threat level but they just want that they want that professional point of contact you know they want that person there just in case you know just in case something were to happen you know maybe they have assets on them or money or jewelry right. uh, things of that nature they just want that person there just in case Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, uh, what's a, I don't know how many, I don't want you to disclose anything you shouldn't disclose, but like, yeah. you got to have some stories you can tell. Oh yeah. Like, so, let, let, let's hear some stories. Cause I know the audience, I mean, that's what they care about. They care about the juicy stories. So. Right. Right. So, you know, you pretty much name it. I've done seen it or dealt with it or, uh, been involved in some capacity. I would say probably the, the, the craziest thing, you know, obviously I've, I've seen, you know, from either doing security or close protection or bodyguarding, I've seen stabbings, shootings, you know, a lot of things. So, but I would say from my experience, the craziest thing that I encountered that I could speak on was we were with a client one day. This is a very well-known client. We were leaving a, a venue and we started off with a police escort and eventually they backed off and they left their jurisdiction. So at that point, it was just all bodyguard SUVs and the client, the principal, and we, you know, I called out to one of the lead vehicles. I said, is anybody supposed to be following us? And they, they're like, you know, stand by. And because um, usually we'll know, like, if when we're leaving a venue, like, hey, this person's going to follow us. We're going to this location. Um, and, you know, then they radio back to me. Nobody should be following us. And uh, so, like, at that point, we're rolling like over 100 miles an hour in SUVs at night. And, uh, you know, like, because this vehicle was following every movement. And, uh, you know, you just had to do what you had to do to intercept the vehicle and to let your, you know, primary vehicles get to the location safely. And, you know, um, just one of those things you just, you just pray, you got to stay prayed up in this field over any, you know, armory or, you know, I've been, I've been in armored vehicles and worn bulletproof vests over any, all of that stuff, your prayers, you know, God's strength, that's everything that keeps you safe 24, seven, 365 from every ingress and egress. So that's, it's, it's the most importance to have that strong faith as a bodyguard. So you're going to leave us hanging. Like what happened? So just basically just cut that vehicle off really. And, okay. uh, yeah, we were like, even though we were on a main, you know, expressway or highway, just, you know, had to cut the vehicle off and the other vehicles at a high rate of speed had to get off on the exit ramp. And uh, that was about it with that scenario. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that my book, Rocket Fuel, is available for sale now at MikeCRock.com forward slash book. That's MikeCROC.com forward slash book. Go get a copy and share it with your friends and family. It will change lives, guys. I will not let you down. Now back to the show. Now I won't put you on the spot and say who's your favorite client, but like, what was your favorite time on a job? Favorite experience um, or? I, I, I've had a lot of them. You know, I've, I've been very blessed and fortunate. I'm grateful for all my experiences, but um, you know, I really loved a lot. Like, uh, you know, working along Grant Cardone and his family at the 10x Growth Conference, um, just to be around. You know some of those names, and and not only that, but to to take in some of the knowledge, wisdom, and um, you know, I'm the type of person uh, I speak I, I speak once, but I listen twice. So I'm always inhaling and digesting information, and you know, just to be around people that know so much about either money or businesses or success or financial freedom, and and so many great things that can that can elevate you to another platform in life. And just was able to take things in, and you know, I would say that opportunity. I'm also very grateful that I got to bodyguard and still bodyguard uh, Dr. Khalila Kamachu Ali, the former wife of the greatest boxer and activist to ever live, Muhammad Ali. Just a huge honor, you know, one of the most you know honorable and respected families in the real the Ali family. 
and to just, I mean, to learn so much from her about, you know, people skills and, and mannerisms and, and values and ethics. And I mean, just, she walks into a room and the energy just changes. It lights up. And when she's a person that is all about standing up for what, what is right and, you know, fighting for freedoms and your religion, and, you know, you just learn so much from her and, you know, she's treated me exceptionally well and just so grateful for that relationship I have with her. That's awesome, man. I love, I love to hear that, man. And what, what, who was the uh, person you were most starstruck by when you met him? Most starstruck? I would say, I would say this was, um, this dates back to a, a long while back, but I would say Dwight Howard. I'm close friends with him. And when I first like got around him, it was just like, it was almost like, you know, like one of those moments, like, is this real? Because I had looked up to him growing up. Like he was a, like a role model for me. He was somebody that was very ins- inspirational and he had overcame a lot of, um, you know, ups and downs in life. And, you know, we all go through trials and tribulations, but, you know, as the NBA superstar to go through like major back surgery and to be able to get back onto the, to the court and play at a high level, that was something that really inspired me and motivated me for doctors to pretty much kind of rule you out to, you know, your people around you to kind of almost be like, you know, hey, is he going to play again? And then to get back and dominate eventually down the road, win a championship. It was something to, that really, you know, I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So how did you get the job with Grant Cardone? So I just, I was down in Miami doing work and uh, just said, you know what, let me see if I can, you know, get involved with Cardone and then reached out to like his offices and um, met with Sherry Hamilton, the, I believe she's the COO. And, uh, you know, she loved, you know, loved me and what I brought to the table, believed that I, you know, added value and, and that I could deliver. And she gave me an opportunity. Awesome, man. Yeah. I love Sherry. She's a great lady. I oh, just yeah. saw her last week, actually. I was uh, down there with Grant and Jared and all them. So, uh, yes. yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Hey, so uh, I'm gonna, before I get into the final question, I want to talk to you about bullying and, and, and the mission that you have, you know, against or not against, but uh, for solving that and, and, and yes. you know, speaking up about that. So you want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah. So, you know, as many people know, I'm a big advocate on bullying. You know, just what bullying really is, Mike, is bullying is abuse. You know, we got to start terminizing it as that we have to eradicate bullying in all its mannerisms and all its forms. Bullying can happen anywhere, any place, anytime. It could happen on a schoolyard. It could happen in a workplace. It could happen in a relationship, in uh, friendships. It could happen on social media, all these different things, verbal, physical. And we just have to start being uh, leaders in life. We have to start telling people, you know, just clean, cut, and dry bullying on any in any shape, form, or variety is unacceptable. And not just treat the bully, not, excuse me, not just treat the victim, but treat the bullies as well. Because if you just treat a victim, you still have a bully out here on the loose that's wreaking havoc, that is creating more victims. And uh, for any of the victims that's going through anything right now, maybe you're on your last verge of hope, you know, continue to be strong and, uh, you know, never give up in life, you know, never lose hope, never give up speak up, you know, if you're going through something and get help, you know, it's all right. You know, the, it takes a strong person to get help. It takes a strong person to speak up. So, and remember, it's never about you, but it's about that person's character or their lack thereof that is bullying you. Yeah. And the other thing is the people around it. Like I noticed, uh, even adults, like I'm on clubhouse sometimes in a room and there's, there's one particular individual that a lot of people know about that. He's just a dick. And, uh, I told him the other day, like you just, you turn into a real big dick at you know, uh, really quick, man. And, uh, but otherwise he's a good dude. Like he, he could be, you know, he's super successful, but he's a dick. And, and, uh, it's not that like, it's one thing about him, but what I look at is, is the people that are in the room 
that are friends of of his or that's just the people around like they sit there and be quiet like it's stupid it's like to me they're just as much cowards and and yeah as the bully is you know oh, yeah, so absolutely. up all around man like if you're witnessing it like it's important right absolutely you know like like you said even if you're witnessing bullying you know step in be that person that you know can can know that your integrity is intact and speak up and be that uh render of hope for somebody you know because you don't know even if even cyberbullying could lead to somebody wanting to commit suicide or being hospitalized or, or you know, experiencing traumas and, and fear. So just, you know, be that person that is that leader, you know, no matter who it is, who you're around, speak up, you know, and be that person that can have empathy and care and sympathy and, and spread love. Yeah, man. I love that. I love that. I don't know about you, but I was jumped a couple of times moving from high school to high school and elementary school to elementary school back in the day. And I had to fight my way out of it. It was, it was what it was, but when somebody stuck up for you, though, that was like a, a friend. You knew that that was like a true friend right there. So, uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm all about that. And then there's a basketball game, celebrity basketball game coming up in August. Uh, you invited me to be a part of it, which I'm yes, honored. Sir. And uh, do you want to speak about that real quick before I ask my final question? Absolutely. So uh, as you touched on there, Mike, you'll be playing in the game, and we're very grateful to have you out there. Bubba's Celebrity Charity Basketball Game on Saturday, August the 28th in Snow Hill, Maryland at the Worcester County Recreation Center. Uh, the Fan Fest is at 12 p.m. and tip-off is at 5 p.m. sharp. Some of the top names from around the real will be in attendance, and this event will raise awareness of proceeds for cancer, bullying, mental health. We'll also talk about good community policing ethics that we, we hope to, to see in our communities and many other great things. Jacoby Jones will be there from the Baltimore Ravens. David Meltzer, I'm sure you're very familiar with him, Mike. He's a co-founder of Sports One Network Marketing. Harlem Globetrotters, and the list just goes on and on. So many influential, powerful people, Muhammad Ali Jr., Dr. Khalila Kamachu Ali, the former wife of Muhammad Ali, and so many other great people. You know, Damar J. Smith, he's a hugely um, successful motivational speaker, and the list just goes on and on. And, you know, just bringing the community together for an amazing time, Saturday, August 28th in Snow Hill at the Worcester County Rec Center. Let's go, man. Let's go. And I'm going to have this, uh, this episode will come out in August too. So like early August, just to get everybody ready to go. Can't wait. I'm looking forward to that. Bubba, listen, first of all, thank you for being on the show today. Um, yes, and thank, thank, you thank, thank you for the way you treat me and uh, you know, my wife when we were down at 10X. The rocket fuel law, man. I mean, I wrote this book to reach out to people about setbacks and converting setbacks and anything that would slow you down or stop you in converted into rocket fuel to become unstoppable. And even recently, I've added to this now after I've written a book that once you get to a certain point in life, you can stop using that toxicity from your past and you can start looking at your future because of the confidence that you have, that you have a future and the things that you're going to accomplish. And you can use those things as your fuel to pull you forward or thrust forward. So anyway, what does that rocket fuel law mean to you? And what has it meant to you in your life? So I look at it like this, Mike, that you know, without setbacks, we don't have comebacks in life. And without, you know, if we're going through a test, God can turn that test and turn it to a testimony. You know, we can be in, in a mess and God can give us a message in that mess. And eventually, I look at it like this, that think of it like a slingshot. Eventually, if you're being pulled back, there, you're going to reach that limit where you can't go back anymore. And you're going to have to, only way, like you said, is you're going to go forward, you're going to th uh, thrust upward, and you're going to, it's going to be like rocket fuel. You're going to just accelerate to the top, and uh, that's important, you know, just that rocket fuels everything and motivate people, inspire people, even when you're going forward in life and, and going upward, always be on that deliverance of service to others and empower and encourage people. Add a baby. I love it, man. Thank you so much for being here, Bubba. Appreciate you, man. Looking forward to working on our relationship as well and developing that. If there's anything I can ever do to help you or anything you need, man, just reach out anytime. Okay. 
Yes, sir. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It was a big honor. Thank you. All right. Well, well you guys have been uh, listening to the What Do You Made Up podcast. Maybe you were watching it, but go to YouTube, by the way, right now. If you like watching these, YouTube, Mike C. Rock Sirocco, go subscribe to my network there. And by the way, I'm going to be putting up other content videos and starting to talk about tech for non-tech entrepreneurs. If you have a tech idea, but you're not a techie, don't let that idea go to the grave. You know that, that idea could be turned into something that's worth billions of dollars if you just have the right people around you, the resources that we could provide. And me and my team are fantastic with that. So I want to encourage everyone to go to YouTube, watch out for those tech videos, watch my stuff on Instagram, and keep watching these podcasts. And until next time, be unstoppable. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of What Are You Made Of? Be sure to check my website out at themikecrock.com, themikecrock with no K.com, and let us know how we can help you or your business reach its full potential. Feel free to leave a review or follow me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and YouTube at Mike C. Rock Scirocco. Again, thank you for joining me and see you guys on the next episode. I want to remind you that the Rocket Fuel book is available at my website, Mike crock.com forward slash book that's mike croc.com forward slash book go get yourself a copy thank you so much for your support and your listenership it means the world to me